A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Zone. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. As we begin the final few days of November, good morning, everyone. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee. glad you're along with us. Well, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that most of the state of Wisconsin waking up this morning with at least a few snow flurries on the ground. The good news, as far as I'm concerned, though, we're going to warm up later this week, and likely that snow will disappear. Stumacher, ag meteorologist, joins us in about 15 minutes. He'll have more specific weather details. I can tell you that today we'll have probably a mix of clouds and sun. Daytime highs today around 23. Winds a little gusty up to 20 miles an hour out of the west-northwest. Uh, for tomorrow, partly cloudy and 23. Wednesday, partly cloudy, but we're up to 40 degrees. On Thursday, cloudy and 41. Friday, 36. Saturday, 41. And Sunday, possibility of precipitation in the forecast by Sunday afternoon. Daytime highs expected to be around 41 degrees. Like I said, Stu's got all the details on the way, and it's that time of the year to start taking a look at details around your farming operation. Tax time just around the corner, talking with Jessica Merkel, one of the tax advisors at the Compure Financial Office in Fond du Lac. She's one of our guests on this Monday morning. Protovate Nutritional Seed Enhancer is an 80-20 talc graphite replacement that provides the critical nutrients corn and soybeans need for early and uniform emergence. Learn more at getgreatergrowth.com. The state is taking interest in carbon credits and how to help farmers looking to get into the carbon market. This is one of the topics brought up in our regular conversation with Representative Travis Trannell, chair of the Assembly Agriculture Committee. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And before we talk about some of the nuances in the egg industry, I ask him to update us on some already passed legislation. He tells us where we're at on the money trail for the Agricultural Road Improvement Program. The $150 million was approved in June to go toward improving roads and bridges that farmers rely on. Representative Trannell says the Department of Transportation is putting together the spending plan for that money. From what we can tell so far, it looks like uh, DOT is definitely following uh, what our intent was. Uh, they shared with us some of their draft proposals. I think what people might be most interested in, uh, when is this money going to get out the door? And it looks like what they're considering doing is uh, doing two separate rounds of funding. And, it, and they're considering opening up the first round in January uh, with a due date for those applications of March 15, 2024. And then uh, from there, uh, the committee, which was part of the legislation to determine who's going to be on the committee because we wanted to make sure that it was people that had an interest and knowledge of agriculture and what agricultural actually needs. Uh, so those people are going to be on the committee just like we wanted, and the committee is going to make its announcements uh, at the end of May in 2024 for the first round. And then they're going to do the same process, open it up for a second round. The second round applications will be due uh, in the middle of August, and then they're going to make the announcements at the end of October in 2024. So so far, I would say our office is pleased with the direction that DOT is headed, and uh, we're also pleased with the date that it looks like they're considering proposing because 
again, we want to get this money out the door. We also want to get an idea for the level of need, because I believe that the level of need is way greater than $150 million. Uh, but in order to fix any problem, you have to start somewhere. So it would be my hope that uh, there's a lot of interest in this program. You know, if you're listening and you're a farmer and you're on your town board, definitely be paying attention to this stuff. Uh, because if, if the program is oversubscribed to, uh, there's no saying that, you know, come our next biennial budget that we can't uh, try to continue to fund this program. And Representative, it's not just farmers who rely on these rural roadways and county roadways. It's also everyone in the food supply chain. And this leads me to my next topic. I wanted to ask you about milk hauling permits. I know some of our dairy cooperatives have been asking for more flexibility for milk haulers. I see the Assembly Agriculture Committee is looking at that proposal what can you tell me about uh, if, if this is a possibility, if there can be heavier loads of milk on the road? Yeah, certainly uh, as farmers uh, become larger and uh, fuel prices continue to increase and labor markets are obviously very tight, uh, we need to make sure that we have as much efficiency uh, not only on the farm side but throughout the entire supply chain. And so there is a piece of legislation that deals with uh, permits for overweight uh, trucks, and that did get referred to the Agricultural Committee, and we are intending on hearing that piece of legislation. And uh, my thought would be that uh, I would think that the committee would look favorably upon that because, again, we recognize uh, the challenges of not only the farmers themselves, but also the people that are transporting uh, this product, they are just dealing with lots and lots of challenges, and they need to run uh, their businesses as efficiently as they possibly can. And that would be our goal, to make sure that that can happen. And when it comes to business efficiencies, Representative, I know you've also been staying on top of what's happening in other states that could impact Wisconsin businesses, some of these being Proposition 12 in California, this requires other states to comply with some animal building and capacity requirements in order to sell products there. Why is this something that you're paying attention to? Yeah, we actually uh, authored a resolution with uh, Senator Jesse James uh, that does exactly that, brings attention to what some of these other states are doing. And some sometimes as farmers, uh, we're guilty of not necessarily paying attention to what other states do, and we're equally guilty as uh, I don't want to say that we don't care, but we might not realize why it's going to affect us. And so what California did with Prop 12, uh, they basically said, uh, we're going to come up with rules, and if you don't follow our rules, then you can't sell your product in our state. And California is obviously a very populous state, so a lot of uh, what we do in Wisconsin finds its way to California and is purchased and consumed by a California resident. So, for example, California could come up with something that's not supported by the agricultural inter uh, industry, not supported by science or veterinary medicine, uh, could be totally off the wall and crazy. Like, uh, they could say uh, you have to let your calf on the cow, for example. You can't separate it. And if you don't do that, then we're not interested in purchasing your products. Obviously, that would be a major concern uh, for the state of Wisconsin. And so we're just trying to bring attention uh, to the fact that some states are going down this road, and we want to make sure that our farmers understand uh, why it matters to them.
So you're raising awareness, but do you think that any action needs to be taken from the policy level to provide uh, some safety or, or some assurance? Well, unfortunately, from the state side, specifically Wisconsin, we can't really tell California what they can and can't do. And so ideally, at some point, you would like to think that the federal government would step in and act and say that you can't do this because it violates the Interstate Commerce Clause. But uh, they have not done that. And so our, our hands, from what we can do to affect the rules and regulations that California puts in place, uh, they're really tied. But the state legislature is looking at having control over our own domain. The last time we talked, you told me foreign land ownership in Wisconsin is getting a closer look by the Assembly Agriculture Committee. More than one bill had been brought to your attention. Have you made any progress yet on putting together one piece of legislation that could move forward? We are definitely still working on that. Uh, As you allude to, it's a very complex issue. more complex, unfortunately, than what people realize. And a lot of that complexity comes from the fact that there are a lot of U.S. agricultural interests in other countries. And so we have to be very careful uh, when we go down this path to make sure that anything we do doesn't have a negative effect on some of the interests that we have overseas. And so It's my hope that we are relatively close to coming up with a piece of legislation that will be ready to be heard by the committee, and uh, definitely would hope that we can do that, if not uh, yet this calendar year, certainly in the first part of next year. And finally, Representative, as I alluded to at the beginning of this interview, the carbon conversation has made it to the state capitol. Tell us exactly why you feel that the state should be involved or engaged in carbon markets or carbon credits and what exactly your committee is proposing. We heard a bill that was quite interesting. We're going to actually ask DATCAP to set up a carbon calculator because we believe after having several meetings and talking with lots of stakeholders, in the future, when you sell milk or you sell a bushel of corn, whoever you're selling that to today, take corn, for example, whoever you're selling that bushel of corn to today, they will pay you a certain amount of price for the bushel of corn. But in the future, they might ask, how did you produce that corn? Did you no-till? How much fertilizer did you use? How much chemical did you use, et cetera? And they're going to have a calculation that they're going to use to determine what they're willing to pay you for that bushel of corn. What I'm concerned with as a farmer is that farmers are going to have no idea how they are coming up with that calculation, and they're also not going to know who's getting the value out of the way that you are producing that product. And so the bill that we heard, the, the best explanation that I heard, everybody that's listening is very familiar with Kelly Blue Book. If you have a car that you're thinking about buying or selling, you plug something into Kelly Blue Book and it spits out a value. We envision a calculator like that where you could just go to a DATCAP website. So it would be a independent website. You wouldn't have to worry about whether or not whoever you're selling the product to is trying to make a buck off you or not. You would put in how you raised your product, and it would give you a relatively accurate idea of 
what you should be getting paid for the practice that you did. And I think that's going to become super important as we move forward because there is going to be a lot of money to be made uh, with all of the attention that's being paid to climate change. He says the Assembly Agriculture Committee is hoping to draft a bill before the end of the year. Representative Travis Trannell chairs that committee. He joins us with a regular update on what's happening in the state capitol that directly impacts Wisconsin farmers. Carbon credits is just a piece of the conversation. As we heard, state lawmakers are also looking at foreign land ownership and milk hauling flexibility. Representative Trannell is also looking forward to the Department of Transportation unveiling that application program for the agriculture Agricultural Road Improvement Program. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, X-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkin. And all in one fell swoop, we went from raking leaves to scratching off the driveway with a little bit of snow in the past 24 hours' time. Let's catch up on the weather. Time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, along with us. Not a real big shock to our system. I mean, it is the 27th day of November. I, I'm going to guess nobody really got much in the way of measuring snow, right? Everything I see shows us, you know, anywhere from an inch to two. Uh, one of the bigger things I noticed here, in fact, I hear a report from Sheboygan County that where it was plowed off, it became that black ice about oh. sundown last night. Mm. It was really slick. Well, it's nothing like what I was reading about to the west 
uh, Nebraska, Colorado, Wyoming. Boy, oh boy, they really had uh, the first time on snow jitters on the roads. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot more snow than us. But, uh, well, you know, that's all said and done. We can all talk about it today, how much snow we had, how we had to clean up, where it was icy. But we're getting it taken care of. One of the biggest factors I think we have to face now is a bit of a colder air mass. We lost that nice, mild weather we had all of last week. It seemed like temps were above normal. Yeah, it wasn't great and sunny, but it stayed pretty comfortable. Well, we're going to get a little cooler now to get this work week underway. And it has to do with the passage of the low that brought the snow, the cool front over into lower Michigan, down in. Well, we've been having anywhere today, except for possibly in the lacrosse area. I think the rest of us may see that little scattered flurry this morning or toward midday. That should be about the extent. I noticed this morning when I got out, the moon was through the clouds and it was really bright on that new snow cover. Made it kind of nice to get the morning started. But during the day today, there will be a few clouds and maybe those stray flurries. Otherwise, that sunshine and dry conditions return. Stu is having rural internet issues. Yep, we'll take a break. Back with Stu and his forecast and what we can expect. Stick around, that's on the way. It's as simple as one, two, three friends buy your farm and ranch trucks from a certified agriculture dealership, get 30 grand back in farm supply savings through AgPack. That's a 60% return on a $50,000 truck. Just go to agtrucktrader.com, register for your unique AgPack ID number, good to use at any certified ag dealer in the country for as many trucks as you want, and then search the inventory of only certified ag dealers all in one spot. AgTruckTrader.com Rural Mutual Insurance Keeping Wisconsin strong As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, Rural Mutual roots for all of Wisconsin student-athletes. Whether they're a hometown hero or they dream of the national spotlight, sportsmanship keeps Wisconsin strong. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn more about how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Alrighty, let's see if our man Stu fed the squirrels a few more nuts to keep the internet going in rural Eden. Are you back with me? I, I never went away. Oh, yeah, you did. Go ahead. Give me that forecast well, before I, I they... I hear you. Go ahead and give me the forecast before they run out again. All right, well, let's go on. That's chance for a few scattered flurries today and otherwise more partly sunny skies, even more sun in the east for a while today. Uh, low, call it mid-20s, 23, 24 degrees. West winds 5 to 15. Stays clear overnight, down to the double digits, 10 to 12 Northwest winds about 5 to 15. A nice sunny day for Tuesday. So you're gone again. <laughs> West winds 5 to 10 becomes southwest. That warm front moves in. And I expect by Wednesday, sunny skies, upper 30s, maybe a 40 at Lacrosse. West winds about 5 to 10. Could be around 40 or so with some sunshine on Thursday. Pam, sounds really nice. Although a little rain chance could be around just to wrap up the week. Hmm, interesting. All right, you get a little duct tape on whatever it is over there because half could hear you, half couldn't hear you. So we'll work on that and be back with you tomorrow, all right? 
See what gives. All right. <laughs> Stumach, our ag meteorologist, joining us live from the thriving metropolis of rural Eden, which may be part of our issue this morning. That's your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture and rural America, you can always visit Compure.com. Have weather observations for me this morning, uh, maybe a little bit more snow than what Stu said. Maybe you were a victim of the black ice he was talking about towards Sheboygan County. Wherever you are, love to hear from you. Use our talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world. But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger. Just like you could by giving a pint of blood. The men and women of America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. Actuate LLC. Com. Design. Create. Actuate. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. 
Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Rob, to your point, though, about Romeo Dobbs and some of those nice catches that he's made, you're watching some of these guys like Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Dontavion Wicks. Do you think that the Packers here in the next two, three years are going to have some pretty darn solid wide receivers? Because they all feel like they're on the upswing and they're getting open and making plays. Yeah, and you, and you remember, guys, we talked about this a lot over the summer. We said the, the first couple months of the year, it, it, it might not look real pretty on offense, right? I mean, the the, the two the only two guys they were bringing back that, that had played a lick of NFL football, you know, were, were Watson and, and, and Dobbs. And, um, and obviously they expected more from Christian Watson than the 16 catches that, that, he, that he has right now. But, you know, but Gutekunst won three straight wideouts or back-to-back years where he took three wideouts in the draft, right? And and if you hit on two of the three each year, even if you hit on three of the six total, you're probably going to wind up in really good shape. I mean, I think he's got – he's going to have a borderline Pro Bowl player in a couple of years in the slot in Jaden Reed. Um, we talked about him all summer and, and just what a gifted kid he is. I mean, Dobbs is going to be a really solid two for you, I think, for the most part. He's He's never going to be a number one just because of the lack of speed, Rowdy. And, you know, he, I think he's averaging about 10 and a half yards to catch right now. And he does lead him in catches. But, you know, again, it's going to be about 10 a pop. Uh, Wicks is a guy who's obviously coming on. He, you know, he's averaging 16, 17 yards a catch right now. And, and, and the other day was three for 91. And, and you know, his, his busted tackle that he turned into a huge gain right before the Dobbs touchdown was – was arguably, you know, the second or third biggest play in, in that football game. The one guy they've got to get on track is obviously Kristen Watson. And, and whether or not they can do that or not remains to be seen, you know, Rowdy. And we, we, we've talked about it in the past on this show. I mean, I, I do think they have a really nice collection right now 
of guys that are going to be twos and threes for him down the road, right? Romeo and, and Jaden Reed and, and Christian Watson and Dontavian. Dontavian Wicks is probably more of a three, four guy, but you never know. Um, you know, he, he could emerge and become a two or something like that. The question is, do they have a number one? Because most of the time, you know, you, you look at your teams that are still playing, you know, on the last or second to last weekend of, of the season, and they've got a monster wide receiver lining up for them, right? Whether it's a, whether it's a CD lamb or an AJ Brown or, you know, wh- whoever, it, you know, whoever it is, a cup on the, on the Rams, right? Uh, um, you know, the 49ers have a couple that are, that are incredibly dangerous. The chiefs do do in essence with Kelsey as, as their guy. Does green Bay have a, a bonafide legit guy right now? You would circle and say, He's going to become a stud number one. I mean, you knew it right away with Greg Jennings. You knew it after a couple of years with Jordy Nelson. You knew it three years in with Devontae Adams. That would be the question I would have right now, Rowdy. I think they have a nice collection, but do they have the stud monster number one on the roster right now? Um, they, they were hoping it was Kristen Watson, and that, that, that's not looking like a real possibility. So, Rob, uh, moving forward here to Thanksgiving. By the way, very thankful for you, Robbie. But for, and, and your work at Forbes.com, covering the Packers, Conley well, Media as well. Right, you, you know, right back at you. I, Nothing it, but it, love. It wouldn't, be a, it, it wouldn't be a morning in Madison for, for the, the fine folks at Dane <laughs> County if you two weren't on the air. You're so. too kind, Rob. But, Robbie, I, Aaron Jones. Sprained MCL. You got AJ Dillon's got a little groin injury. You look at this running back room; uh, it's it's devoid of uh, health. <laughs> Patrick Taylor now getting the call up. What are we going to expect here uh, the, for running the ball coming up on Thanksgiving? Probably not much, people. Right? I mean, that's you know, I I mean, and, and, and I guess here's the good news at the end of the day. Okay, Detroit's really good against the run. They're number five in the league against the run. They were going to be tough to run against anyways. Green Bay has never gotten its run game going this year other than you know a game here or there to the level that that they've wanted it to um the run game has not been the strength the Lions are better against the pass than they've been i mean we had about a decade straight guys where detroit honestly their pass defense was like green bay special teams it was always about 32nd 31st 30th in the league they are up to number 16 they've, they've drafted pretty well there the last couple of years um but if you're going to beat the Lions, and, 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 and the Chargers showed this a couple of weeks ago, even though uh, you know they, they didn't win the game, um, Chicago did to some level the other day, you know, your success against Detroit is probably going to be through the year. And, and Green Bay will not obviously have Musgrave with the abdomen injury. Um, so, it, so it dings you a little bit at the tight end. But those wide receivers will all be on the field, and, and that's really going to be their path to scoring points. Sure, she'll stop farming when pigs fly. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, some of the snow flurries we picked up over the weekend could be flying around today. Winds will be a little gusty out of the west-northwest, up to 20 miles an hour. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Yeah, cloudy skies on the way today. 23 are expected high. About the same tomorrow, partly cloudy in 23. Wednesday, we warm up to 40 degrees. Thursday, 41 be- for cooling back down to around 36 on Friday, the beginning of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual convention up in Wisconsin Dells. We sure look forward to seeing you there. Midwest Farm Report, one of the sponsors for the Young Farmer Kickoff event on Friday. Looking to have some fun at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Be sure and follow all of our activities online. 
MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Ah, let's see. Today is the 27th day of November as we get ready to bid farewell to the month. On this day back in 1882, the Ringling Brothers' first performance happened outside of Mazomani. Ringling Brothers was actually formed in Baraboo, had their first show to an audience of about 59 paid admissions in Mazomani. At that time, they called themselves the Ringling Brothers Classic Comic Concert Comedy, or company, I should say. They made just enough money to cover their hotel expenses, but they kept it up and toured Wisconsin, Iowa, North and South Dakota, and raised over $300 in three months' time. Remember, this was back in 1882. They came back home to Baraboo, worked on their act, and continued and kind of relaunched again in May of 1884. On this day, let's see, in 1895, Alfred Nobel signed his last will. Alfred Nobel, the Nobel Prizes, well, he signed his entire estate over and all the fortune he made as the inventor of dynamite to be used for creating awards for those that contributed to the benefit of mankind. Initially, five awards were what he thought of, physics, chemistry, medicine, literature, and peace and was signed in the Swedish-Norwegian Club in Paris. Alfred Nobel signs his last will and testament on this day in 1895. Happy birthday this morning to actress Robin Givens, 59 years young, and Bill Nye the Science Guy is 68. Happy birthday. We've talked for a long time now how labor issues have struck a lot of Wisconsin agriculture, not just on the farm, but also our agribusinesses. And farms are paying more for the available labor they can find. The latest update from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service shows this summer the average wage for a hired farm worker about $19.64. But that number went up by the fall harvest to $20.38 an hour. It's $1.55 an hour more than what farms were paying a year ago. You know, once you do get that labor, you want to keep it around. Jim Versfeveld is a University Extension farm management specialist, and he said there's a couple things that farms should keep in mind when it comes to welcoming those new employees and retaining those new employees. You know, the pushback that I sometimes hear from farm managers is, you know, I don't have the time to spend time with each and every new hire um, until I know if they're going to stick around. Um, But my counter to that is they're not going to stick around if you don't spend the time with them. So, you you know, I know, I know it hits you at a, at a really busy time when you bring somebody on board, you're already short staffed or you wouldn't be hiring in the first place. So I understand the crunch that that creates, but it's just so, so important um, employees start to formulate opinions about your farm within the first day. Um, so you, it's really important that you build that onboarding plan. And that's one of the things that we, we talk about in becoming the employer of choice. Give me some suggestions on that first day for that new hire. What are some of the bullet points you try to stress with farm managers? And some of them uh, would seem to be fairly obvious, Jim. You know, part of it is understanding uh, the employee's background and what they've done before and what's new to them. Um, we're seeing more and more um, farm workers coming from varied backgrounds uh, where they may not have the experience in 
you know, milking a cow or driving a tractor or whatever, you know, whatever uh, tasks you're focused on. So really talking with them, understanding what they know and what they don't know, not in the pressure of a job interview, but just as an understanding of getting to know them and then how to fill in the gaps. Um, Another important step is to delegate some of the onboarding process to um, experienced workers on your farm, particularly if they're strong, if they have strong mentoring, you know, abilities where they're um, anxious to help out and, and um, teach people the ropes. So the farm manager shouldn't feel like they have to take that task all on their own. And, you know, you're talking about standard operating procedures, but they may not be written down for some farms. It may be, you know, verbal. What kind of cautionary words do you have for people that don't have uh, standard operating procedures written down? I mean, you can get into a gray area fast in areas you never necessarily encompassed when it comes to employees. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, ideally, it's great to have those SOPs, you know, documented and uh, available, but when they're not, I think it's important to to walk individuals through step by step. Make sure that they're asking good questions. People, you know, when various personality types, if they're a extreme introvert, they may be reluctant to ask you the questions that are important. Um, so it, it may be on you as a manager to kind of pull <laughs> that information out and make sure that they understand what's next. Um, Job descriptions are another great resource. And again, you know, they're not always in existence on every single farm, but where they exist, um, it's a great checklist to go through and make sure that people understand exactly what's expected of them. Jim Versfeveld, he is a University Extension Farm Management Specialist talking about a few things that all farms and agribusinesses can consider when it comes to being the employer of choice for that very tight farm labor market that's available around the state. Like he said, they do offer farm management courses online for any managers out there that want to do a better job, not only attracting quality farm employees, but retaining them. Markets are getting back into a normal rhythm this week. Of course, dairy was done on Tuesday, but the grain trade is back in action this morning. December corn right now is up a penny at 464. January soybeans up for 1334, with November new crop next year up two at 1282. December wheat's unchanged at 549. July new crop up a penny right now at 605. December class three milks down seven at 1628. January currently down a dime, 1634 100 weights. Well, it is all about the numbers when it comes to production agriculture. Now it's time to gather those numbers up and get ready for tax season. Jessica Merkel from the Compere Financial Office in Fond du Lac gives us a little primer on that coming up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Innovation. Freeing up your time for the holidays is at the top of our list. When you choose BioVet microbial and nutritional products to keep your livestock out of the sick pen and healthy, you'll enjoy more time with your family this holiday season. Many thanks and warm wishes from our BioVet family to yours. Learn more about how BioVet can save you time and money on your farm by calling 1-800-BioVet1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation. That's BioVet. Everyone dreams of that one special day. 
I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Our friends from Compure Financial are just as busy as you these days. Yeah, a lot of them are running special harvest packages out to local farmers in the fields and saying thank you, be safe, and that type of thing. A lot of folks like our guest today, they're getting ready to do battle. And I'm not talking about anything to do with you except taking care of your tax issues and getting you lined up for 2024. Yep, that's right. Don't forget, you can find all these kinds of services resources at compure.com today. I'm in face-to-face conversations with Jessica Merkel. She is one of our tax advisors with Compure Financial. And like I said, Jessica, this is when, you know, when Harvest concludes, it seems like we pass the baton to you guys in tax advising, and then it's game on for you. Yeah, you got that right. Um, Tax planning becomes very important in the fall of the year, Um, not only in good years when incomes are high, but also in years where expenses are high. Yeah, right. Um, So it's a lot of analyzing what's coming in and what's going out. We got a lot of things to kind of tackle here. Let's go back to 2022. Good financial year, Mm -hmm. Uh, expensive year, but a good return year as well. A lot of farmers are ingrained with the attitude, I'm going to pre-buy for 2023, get the best price I can, and that looks like wise uh, advice back in 2022, but with it comes certain potential risks from your perspective. Correct. Essentially, um, it's a catch up. So when eventually the farmers are prepaying and eventually when they want to exit out of the farming world, those prepays, then you don't get the expenses. But yet in the beginning of the year, they had the income on the sales of those crops or even milk. Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as prepays go, you know, yes, they are good um, as long as they can be routinely made year after year. Um, if they aren't managed correctly or very well, that could be uh, be bad. Mm-hmm. Now, that's another reason why we should have these conversations sooner as opposed to later. Same thing on equipment, Jessica. Has any cha- anything changed within our tax guidelines, our tax laws that could impact growers? 
Um, as far as equipment, the only thing that's really changed this year is our bonus depreciation is going from 100% to 80%. Um, but for the most part, our farmers haven't utilized bonus depreciation. They've been using the Section 179 direct expense. Right. Yep. Um, and the reason why they've been using that is because the state of Wisconsin follows those rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, state of Wisconsin does not follow the bonus depreciation rules. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, that's not going to affect anything as far as the mm-hmm. equipment purchases go. Mm-hmm. Um, but farmers do go out and buy the equipment for write-off purposes. Yes. Um, but again, that's kind of like your prepays that it may eventually catch up to you if you write off pieces of equipment in full every year. We So, and depreciation schedules, are have they been adjusted at all? You know, I, a couple years back, we had some pretty substantial changes on that. Yeah, that was on the state of Wisconsin side oh, okay. where they tried to adjust that bonus depreciation. Okay. Um, but as far as that goes, um, the timing, you know, if, if you still did use bonus on federal and didn't on state, they Thank still you. ended up with those differences. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Jessica Merkel's along with us. She's helping to help us all understand what can get to be some complicated conversations. Speaking of complicated conversations, one thing we don't talk about nearly as much as we should, employee retention, employee costs, employee verification, employee documentation. I mean, for a mom and pop operation that doesn't have the services of a financial advisor through the year, this gets to be a little hairy on what you're looking for when they come through the door. Tell me a little bit about what you've seen. Operations have changed. Staffs have grown. Keeping personnel is challenging. Tell me what you're seeing. Yeah, so a lot of the um, annual filing process that we do in January um, is W-2s and 1099s. Um, So the distinguishing the difference between whether someone is supposed to get a 1099 and a W-2, employees are the W-2s, your subcontractors are custom hire, Mm -hmm. those are the 1099s. The W-2 employer retention, you know, there was the the credit out there on your 941s, 943s, mm-hmm. um, but those can get very messy real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so your tax consultant, tax advisor, they would be reaching out to you if you would even be eligible for that credit. Okay. Um, but as far as employer reten- or employee retention goes, um, there's just a lot of turnover. Um, and employers are trying to find any way possible to keep those employees that they have. So let's say I step that game up, my incentive my rewards, my bonuses, uh, but that's only transpired in 2023. What do you need from me? I mean, that if we're not thinking, that might not even hardly come up in conversation. Sure. Um, just a record-keeping system of, you know, how much have you paid them, what their deductions have been, so that their W-2s are recording those correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with the withholdings and the amounts of payroll yeah. taxes. Yeah, right. Um Another thing that crosses my mind, a lot of our dairy operations found the beef market to be extremely lucrative this year. That might be a little bit of a change up. Maybe I was only selling bull calves, a cull cow now and then. Now I've really found a sweet spot as far as dairy beef. Any concerns about how we're handling that extra channel, shall we say? Other than making sure the record keeping is is set apart from whether they are raised or purchased cattle, um, because they are taxed differently Mm -hmm. if they're purchased versus raised. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're selling the cattle, make sure that those 
two are separated and they're not commingled. Mm-hmm. Jessica Merkel's along with us. She's one of the tax advisors here at Compure Financial. You can already tell. You better start making your appointments early. I know everybody right now is still thinking about the harvest or deer season. I gotcha. Thanksgiving. I know. I know. But you don't have to wait to make the appointment at least. Uh, I think that Jessica would appreciate you coming in. What other caveats do you want to make sure that we're bringing up to people this time around, Jessica? Uh, one of the things I, I tend to mention to the clients is if they've received crop insurance. Oh, yeah. Um, that's one of the things that's a, a potential for a deferral. Um, I say uh-huh. potential because it doesn't always mean that it is deferred. Okay. Um, the other one that we bring up is if any if you have any grain contracts or milk contracts that we can defer into the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, high income years, sometimes we're going to want to defer those contracts out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also want to try utilizing our prepaid ex- expenses, um, writing off our equipment if, if possible or if necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as tax planning goes, it's definitely one of them things where get your appointments scheduled um, so that we can get you in. What's your gut feeling about your clientele or when you collaborate with other tax advisors in Compere? Has 2023 performed the way that we had thought it was going to do in 2022? Because like I said, the money was pretty good in 2022, regardless of what you were growing, raising, and what have you. This year, we've got a drought. Markets didn't perform the way we had hoped. What's your gut reaction on issues that are going to pop up after those conversations start? Um, Dairy is probably going to be, you know, break even. Um, Milk prices did come back down. Uh, Grain, from what I've heard, a lot of yields have been very high. And so even though grain income can be up and dairy is down, it's a matter of cash flow. And when they bring money in and how it goes out is going to be a big decision for farmers. Mm -hmm. Um, And essentially during tax planning, that's how we can help you analyze the ins and the outs. I'm looking at Jessica's bullet points here. One item that I want to talk about that isn't necessarily first and foremost on our list, succession planning. Maybe this is the year when we finally got our feet on the ground on next time, next year, next decision, next generation. Do you talk that through in your tax advising sessions or give me a little sense on how those conversations go, Jessica, and how you've got to think about tax management for that? Yeah. uh, So as far as the, you know, succession planning goes, we do have a lot of that actually starting. Um, The as farmers age, they're tending to say, okay, it's time for me to retire and I want my son to take over. Um, So there's a lot of the transition planning going on, and that is part of our discussions during planning, um, because sometimes their succession planning, they don't have the option to have a son or daughter that to pass on to. Um, So it may not be just the, you know, inheriting and passing on. It may be selling and how much tax do I have to pay on a sellout? Um, So as far as the transition planning goes, it, it is becoming more important as as the clientele ages. Right. So the bottom line is you always want to make sure that you're getting your advice from your tax advisor early as far as to later and compure.com can help you get those, uh, appointments all lined up. Jessica Merkel, along with us, one of the great tax advisors. She's out of the Fond du Lac office with Compure Financial. Want to find one near you? Best way to start? Go to Compure.com. 